Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. It's Naz, Ashley, and Lauren. And we are joined by the very special NYC therapist, Dr. Darcy Sterling, also host of E-Network's Famously Single and online course creator on the topic of love and relationships. You guys know we talk about love and relationships all day, every day. But what I thought and what we all thought was interesting about... um, having Dr. Darcy on today is she has an expertise in jealousy and trust. And I feel like in a Facebook group sometimes, or even on Instagram, there's a lot of people that are like, I don't know what to do. You know, my boyfriend Mm -hmm. or my girlfriend or my husband had this situation happen. And I think it always boils down to, am I crazy? Mm -hmm. You know, people are always like, am I crazy? So I wanted to start this conversation um, specifically on jealousy and trust in relationships with having you define what jealousy is. I think we should start there. Sure. Because like, is it, is it envy? Are they different things? Yeah. So jealousy is a normal human behavior, normal human emotion. Everybody feels jealousy and we're all basically capable of feeling it. Basically by the time we're four years old, we can see little kids start to feel jealous of their Hmm. parents' attention for their siblings, not wanting to share things, wanting to really be possessive of things. So What we know is that it's just a normal human emotion that we all evolved to have like any other normal human emotion. The problem with jealousy is when it interferes with our relationships and particularly our intimate relationships. It rarely, I mean, it can certainly show up in our in our platonic relationships and our Mm -hmm. friendships. But for sure, when it shows up in intimate relationships, it can be a real problem. Most of us grow out of that kind of behavior after like middle school, junior high school, high school, but everybody knows that one jealous girl who just never grew out of it. Mm -hmm. And that jealousy kind of followed her throughout life. Those, for those people, jealousy winds up being a wound that they carried from a previous relationship more often than not. There are certainly examples where people haven't been hurt or cheated on or betrayed and just happen to be jealous or have trust issues. But by and large, most people, when they struggle with jealousy or trust issues, have been betrayed from a previous relationship. And the problem is, is that like, if you don't heal it, you're going to carry it forward to every relationship thereafter. And no one wants to pay the debt on somebody else's check. 
like somebody else's right. baggage that they left yeah. you with in your previous relationship. So it becomes a real problem. Like you either heal it or you just relive it again and mm -hmm. again and again. And I think that the the opportunity to see the jealous traits is sort of our our it's our opportunity to revisit it and and finally heal it for good. Do you think that like your new so you were like betrayed you're jealous from that relationship, you go into a new relationship. Do you think like having a super healthy and communicative relationship will heal that person? Or do you think they need to do it on their own without like a new significant other? So that that's a great question. And the jury is out. There are some situations where a new secure, like real solid relationship can do some of that deep healing. The problem is, and I want to say that really cautiously because most jealous people are just hoping to pick a better partner in the right. next relationship. They're thinking that like, if I can just pick a partner who is like not super provocative or doesn't like trigger me, I'll be able to, you know, I can kind of bypass doing my own work. I, I would prefer that people not rely on not having a partner trigger them and just do their own work because right. I don't know, I'm a control freak. I really like to know what my odds are of succeeding at things. And like, when you rely on somebody else, you're really giving up your power. You're just yeah. hoping that person's not gonna trigger something old in you. I'd rather just like roto-rooter that stuff out and just be done with it. <laughs> That's you a know? good way of putting it. <laughs> well, this is, Darcy, this is all very fascinating because can can you be done with it? Is it something that's inborn in you or can you actually get rid of it? And I say this, in a, I'm an Aries, I love astrology. And so I, I love reading characteristics about every sign. And one of the signs, you know, aside from being impatient and fiery and passionate is like Aries are highly mm. jealous. And I've never been in a um, really long sort of solid relationship before. So it's a question I always ask myself, how am I going to be when I meet, you know, a guy or the guy? Like, I always wonder, I'm like, I'm like, am I going to be, am I going to be jealous? Because I do think, and like you said, we all feel it, but I'm someone who always wants to be the best or I want, I want everyone to have a piece of the pie, but I'm not going to lie when I say I want the biggest slice, you know, and I'm un unapologetic about it. And that's how I move through life. Not in a way where like, get out of my way. I just work really hard and I, I want great things for me personally. It doesn't mean I don't want great things for other people, but all I say all this to say, can you actually get rid of it? Or is this just something that may be a part of my personality or someone else's personality who's listening no, to this? No, it's, you absolutely can heal it. And, and it is a healing process. You wait. So are you saying you've never been in a relationship before? No, I've been, I've been in relationships. I've never been in in a very long term exclusive relationship. Got it. So have you have you felt jealous without, like in hindsight, maybe in the moment you felt provoked, but in hindsight, can you can you like trace back to an experience where the person probably didn't provoke your jealousy, but you felt jealous anyway? I. Hmm. That's an, it's interesting the way you phrase that. I remember with some guy I dated years ago, uh, you guys remember, remember he had like a friend and I like hated oh, yeah. that friend. Yes, but that, yeah. okay. That was, but that was provoking, right? Like that he had a friend that was a girl that would, she would sit on that's, his lap. Well, that's so inappropriate. And it wasn't like she was gross. <laughs> like she was a model. So like, yeah. and that is, 
anyone is going to be jealous. 100%. So, but I would, so, so it's interesting you say that because I can't think of an instance where I, it wasn't as, you know, in my face mm, or obvious in that way. I agree. Um, and do I, you ever get jealous of your friends? No, she really no, doesn't. I, I got to speak on behalf of that. I, I really want everyone to just have the fucking best of everything. If anything, I want everyone to also want the biggest slice mm-hmm. of pie. She's for themselves. the least jealous you know, friend like I've ever I, had. I think I'm not jealous, but I do think that if I have great taste in men, I like really hot guys <laughs> that are like really doing cool shit. I do. Good I thing do. We've always and had. So totally I'm like, when I find, when I have, I know when I find whoever he ends up being, you know, um, and I could have many of those, but I'm just saying the one, the first one that comes, I'm like, he's going to be a guy that I'm sure other mm. women may be interested in. Cause that, that's just what I'm yeah. attracted to. Yeah. It just happens to be that type of person. Not because so of that. So what I would say to you but is don't give in to any inclination to behave jealous in a jealous way, because jealousy for people like you can become a habit. It can just become a learned behavior. I don't know. I am flattered when people look at my wife. My wife is beautiful. I I think most of the partners that I've been with have been incredibly good looking. And I've always found that flattering. I I would think there's something weird. That's me. Like, I never understood these guys who are like, I need to like date a chick that like guys aren't going to be attracted to. I'm like, I don't even understand wait, that. I've never heard that. Wait, Darcy. <laughs> yes, yes. Wait, I'm so happy you said that because when you said that, I actually felt like a breath, like I, I, like my shoulders Good. went down, and I was like, oh yeah, I think that's actually how I would feel. I think I would feel flattered because I just haven't been in it, so it's just something I wonder about. I have obviously been watching TikTok a lot, um, and there is this girl who styles her outfits every single day, and what she includes is all of her gold rings and she has one on like every single finger so i've already had my orate gold two gold rings on my ring finger but i just got more so i can have gold rings all over on every single finger and look like on every the cool finger girl. on yes. every finger and look like the cool girl wait so, I, I love that you say this because a couple of years ago i so got in because you know i barely wear like earrings or anything Chunky gold rings are like my safety place with jewelry. I'm obsessed yes. with them. And yeah, like you were saying, I ordered more off Orate too because first of all, they sell directly to you without the middleman markup. And they offer the same quality as like Fifth Avenue brands at a fraction of the cost. Yes, it was the only place I could ever think to to go to for these new rings. I'm never going to have a green finger. It's amazing quality. And Orate also gives back and supports various causes ranging from the environment to social causes, um, empowering women, youth, and children. So I love also buying from a company that I know is going to be ethical. And also in honor of International Women's Day, Orate is holding an all-humankind sale event running from March 8th to March 13th. So all new and existing customers of Orate get 20% off site-wide with no minimum spent. 20% off. So the I Don't Get It listeners will get exclusive extended access to the sale. You can shop the sale early and throughout the entire month of March. And just so you know, every purchase made during the All Humankind sale event, Orate is donating 10% of proceeds to the American Civil Liberties Union to support the fight for gender equity and equality. 
Right now, our listeners can get a special extended access to the All Humankind sale. You can shop early and throughout the whole month of March. You'll get 20% off any purchase site-wide. That's 20% off with no minimum spend for all new and returning customers. And they rarely have discounts as high as 20% off. So we really encourage you to go and shop now while it's going on. This is the best offer out there, and it's exclusively for our listeners. Um, so once again, go to ourratesnewyork.com slash I-D-G-I. That is A-U-R-A-T-E, newyork.com slash I-D-G-I, and use the promo code I-D-G-I to get 20% off during our rates all humankind sale. I want to talk about flirting and I'm a very, I'm a playful person with whoever I'm around. And I think there are men or people or whoever, whatever you identify as that are like, oh, that's flirting. I'm jealous. Let me not date that person because of that reason, which is kind of what you were just saying. You're probably like a friendly, maybe you're an extroverted person who like likes other human beings and is playful, as you said. And I would never want you to date some guy who wanted to dim your light. And if he found you just bantering with another guy to to be like objective, I would say he's not worth your time. I I mean, because what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to be half the person that you are. Mm. Like you don't have a dimmer switch. What are you going to do? You're going to like get smaller. Don't, don't do that. Like you deserve to be with a man who who wants you to be your brightest self not a level of light that makes him comfortable or maybe you know? make sure like he feels confident enough in the relationship that you can talk to other dudes in like a kind of playful way that he's not threatened just so, make sure he's comfortable so that's a really good point and that is i i think it's a myth that it's about make you can't make your partner feel comfortable and uh-huh. confident it comes from within mm. and now now i will say right. and i i actually hate even giving this stat out But truthfully, there is research on jealousy that shows that with each progressive commitment that the other, that your partner makes, the jealousy diminishes. And I hate that because that's, I feel like that that plays into all the bullshit, all the myths that we have around jealousy and trust, that it's really about being secure in this relationship. And if you just made me secure, I wouldn't feel this way. And Mm. so it's like a soup. It's not all one ingredient. It's a little bit of that, but it's mostly going to come from within, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. Um, I think that for people who are not coming to a relationship wounded or fractured from a previous relationship, mm-hmm. which you're not coming to the next relationship broken from a previous one, I would say that jealousy for somebody like you would be a learned behavior and it becomes a habit. And I would just say, do not give into it, you know? And, and if you're not feeling mm-hmm. jealous for somebody that you're dating, I don't think it's an indication that there's something missing or that there's no chemistry. That's that was, that's oh, what that's I was going to ask. I, I'm engaged and I feel like zero jealousy. Like someone could like 
sit on his lap or, you know, Wait, kiss Lorna his wants to feel it. <laughs> and I always think, like, maybe we should go to a bar, Wait, sit so across funny. from each other, and just, like, watch the other person get hit on. For me, I think it's kind of hot. I'm I, looking I, for more jealousy, so but is that very toxic? <laughs> no, I don't think... I don't think... This is I do so not funny. think that... I mean, and listen, I'm certainly not the poster child for mental health. I never will hold myself out as that. I think it's hot, too. Okay. I totally think that's hot. Yeah, it's and, so and I don't hot. think there's anything missing that you're not feeling possessive. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you said earlier, you want the best for yourself. You want the biggest piece, but really the people you're closest to, you want everyone else to have a huge piece also. Right. So it, I do think that jealousy is a scarcity mentality. And I think for most of us, especially women, if mm. we're not jealous, society tells us that there's something wrong with us. We're kind of fucked no matter what way we are. Like if you're jealous, you're that crazy girl, you're histrionic. If you're not jealous, there's something wrong with you. Like, you know, you're, you're not into your person enough. Right. I don't think that there's, I I think that society really sets us up to be in a million double binds where no matter which way we look, we're, we're in trouble. This is so fascinating. Is jealousy more rampant amongst women than it is amongst mm-hmm. men? Or is that a myth? It is uh, low-grade jealousy. Well, so here's the mm-hmm. thing. Um, when we think of jealousy with men, uh, it's highly associated with domestic violence. Right. That's how I was going to say. It's yes. like scarier. Like when they're jealous, oh. it's scary. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's like, it's, if you're looking at a bell curve, you're looking at the tail end that's generally so jealous men make me worried. They mm-hmm. truly make me worried. And um that's why I work mostly with women. Right. Jealous women, wow. however, you know, the women that I work with who struggle with jealousy, they do not want people to know that they're jealous. And sometimes they're in relationships and their partners don't even know that they struggle with it. Mm-hmm. It's like they're tortured on wow. the inside because they don't want to look like that crazy girl. They don't want to look like a hater. They don't want to look insecure. Everybody knows that confidence is attractive. And, you know, um, interrogating your partner when they walk in the door is really not hot. So pushing them right out the door. mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the worst when people are like that. It is. It's so so, um, suffocating. Mm -hmm. And the only people who will stay in a relationship like that are people who have their own level of work to do mm-hmm. not necessarily a mirror mirrored images but like i mean i i have always i w- i dated one jealous person in my life it was my first boyfriend that's all i needed that's all i needed i 100%. smelt it after that and i was just like i am not interested Definitely. not interested you yeah. know and i've had partners who probably had a propensity for jealousy and they probably repressed it because I was not playing with it. I was right. just like, I mean, if you're going to be jealous, that's the biggest turnoff in the world to me. Mm-hmm. Which is no judgment of the women that I work with. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's just like, I would not tolerate that in a relationship because I know where it can go. You know, it's a yeah. very slippery slope. Yeah. So but how what's more be- common than jealousy is having trust issues. You know, some people have trust issues and they don't consider themselves jealous. I feel like trust is maybe a more relatable concept for people mm-hmm. to wrap their heads around. Yeah, when jealousy, I think of jealousy, yeah, what's the difference? Think, 
Yeah, what is because they're so inextricably linked. Did I you use that? You really did, and I was that like, is so, so impressive, Naz. I was yeah. inextricably, I can't even say the word, forget it. <laughs> I was like, oh, last time I saw that was in a textbook it was really in well like done. seventh grade, and I should probably do a vocabulary quiz. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So people who identify as being jealous, I feel like that is a more pathologized, um, problematic term than trust is. Trust, the implication is, I got this from somebody else. Mm -hmm. Somebody else gave me these mm. issues. Jealousy is almost like an identity. Yeah. And, and I think that it, mm. it's very shaming. It's very hard for women to acknowledge that they feel jealous. Again, because like we set women up so that they can't win. True. Wow. Um, so about, I think everyone is getting obsessed with neutrophil because I think, um, we have been discussing it for almost like five months now. And I think people, oh, I who, think more than that, almost more I than think, five months. Oh yeah. I think people are really noticing I feel like it, a year. A year? I've been taking it. Yeah. People are really noticing a difference. Yeah. I, I talk to people on Instagram all the time who have gotten it and they just say it's making a world of difference and they've really stuck to it. So now everyone um, is seeing the benefits of Nutrafol and they keep coming for it. It's a, it's an amazing product that is full of botanicals and vitamins that help you grow hair from your scalp. You can see the growth. You can see the new baby hair sprouting. And that is the sign of a healthy, a healthy scalp and a healthy body. Lauren, I got an email from the girl who yes. does our Botox in Virginia. And she was like, and like the whole email was like, attention clients, Nutrafol is here. Like yep. everybody's been asking for it. Everyone. Everyone. I mean, I, you guys know, I take it every morning, every night. And if you want to take charge of your hair growth and make the next few months, your time to grow thicker, fuller, healthier hair, now is the time to hop on the Nutrafol train. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using our promo code GETIT to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer available anywhere and it's only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. So get $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Use the promo code GETIT for hair as strong as you are. Do you find that um, social media has made everyone more jealous? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I think we all see it and we all see a curated version of everybody's life that is so far from reality. I find myself more jealous of like, I used to like, you know, go through guys' Instagrams, like who they follow, who knew did they follow, go through all their, the girls they followed, who they if took away that or not. Not no, you could no, you can still go through who they're following and look at every. New oh person. yeah, but do you remember when they had that thing where it was like so yeah. and so started following this, so yeah. and so liked that was, this picture. That was so the most the jealousy inducing in yeah. all of Instagram history. So yeah, I, no, yeah, for sure. That was like a terrible stalking method and like going down a jealousy hole. But then also, I find myself more jealous of women. Like I feel like I'm my middle school self again. Yeah, that sucks. You know, um, social media is set up to create this neurological feedback loop. So the things that make us jealous, that provoke jealousy, are half stories when we don't have a full picture of things. Mm -hmm. And if you think about social media and all the stalking that any of us, I mean, we've all done it, um, 
we never get a conclusive a conclusive story to the questions that we have. And in fact, the, the more we go down that rabbit hole, usually the more questions we have. So it creates this neurological feedback loop, much the same way that like slot machines do for gamblers, that the more we're looking, the more we wanna stay on it because it opens up more questions than it answers. And so we stay on it longer and longer and longer. Um, we've, we've studied people's brains, the same parts of the brains light up when we're on social media that that do if we have jealous propensities um, when when a gambler is using a slot machine that you give you get just enough of an answer to keep going, mm-hmm. you know. How did you become an expert in this field, like in this topic? How did I become? Or like, an what drew you to this topic? What's that? that? You like, what drew you to the topic that made it like a focus of yours? I mean, it's one of many of my focuses. Um, jealousy is just one of the most predominant relationship issues that people have. Okay. And it's so understudied. It's the third most common reason that people go to couples counseling. It's the mm. fourth most common reason for divorce. What's right the behind, other two and the other infidel- three? So it's right behind infidelity, money issues, and drug and alcohol issues. Damn, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Yeah. And what's sad about jealousy is like you can work through it on your own. You can do inner work to heal it. The other one, I mean, you you know, I guess and you could for infidelity and money too, but I feel like jealousy kind of feels like, man, you could get ahead of this. Kind of, for a lot of way. people, that, becomes, that feels a little less upstream than the other ones. Yeah, no, I totally, I agree with you. I think that for a lot of people, it just becomes, jealousy becomes a learned behavior and a habit, and they just don't know how to break it. And the longer you engage in it, the more your muscle memory is like, is, is memorizing those mm-hmm. behaviors and those reactions and the brain is set up so that it links things together. And the more we respond to our partner as if like we're under threat when they do certain things or don't do certain things, we're reinforcing to our brain that that's a dangerous behavior. So it really is a very, I started off building a course on jealousy three wow. years ago, three and a half years ago, literally thinking I'd be done in two weeks. I shit you not. Six months later, I came up for air. It turns out there's a reason why there are no courses on that cure jealousy. And it's because it is such a crazy thing to try and cure it. There, there was no research on it whatsoever. There was, I had to draw from so many, I mean, I won't put you to sleep by telling you like, no, I am (laughs) so on the, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, this is fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, Like I had to draw from so many different theories, addiction theory, because a lot of those habits are very like mm-hmm. there. If you look at if you know anybody who's in a twelve step program, the the way the twelve steps are set up, it, it's set up perfectly to interrupt the pattern of addiction. And some of the behaviors or the thinking, which become behavioral, um, that we engage in when we're feeling jealous at a real heightened level, begins to look a lot like addiction. But really, so jealousy think- is not addiction. It's not addiction, but but I drew from addiction theory to build out a course to fix it. It really boils down to the relationships, we, the extent to which our needs were met as little kids. Oh, so hmm. it boils down to something called attachment theory. And yeah. I'm going to 
butcher this explanation yeah. of what it means. Anyone could probably do a better job than I'm about to, but that's my disclaimer. We we did a podcast on attachment Good, I don't even style. have to do it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> have to the other podcast. Well, no, we still want we're you to say what you were about to say. It was attachment, like, what was it? Attachment, different attachment style. Attachment, right. not Styles. attachment. Yeah. Right, right, right. So yeah. we come, so we come, the extent to which our needs are met from the time that we're zero till about five sets up something called our attachment style. We're going to come out of childhood around age five with one of three attachment styles. Secure, if you win the lottery, that's 25% of people. Okay. And then insecure, there are two subtypes. There's three subtypes. There's the avoidant, and that's what we think of with most men. Like they don't want a relationship. They, you know, and it's hard to tease out how much of that is social, the way we socialize boys and men to avoid relationships versus like they're just hardwired that way. But when you think of, you know, a, a guy who feels easily smothered or commitment phobe, we're, we're probably talking about somebody with an avoidant attachment style. Then we've got the typical, what you think of when you think of a jealous person, like that anxious attachment <laughs> style, that like neediness, neediness. We you all know, identify as, ins- I feel as you. no, remember and no, Naz and, and I were no, something Ashley different. Was avoidant, I, I Ashley was avoidance. Yeah, no, yeah. and so was Naz. We both thought we were attached and then we, we were both avoidant. I was? Yeah. And oh. then there's, then there's the worst, which is what I came out of childhood with, which is called disorganized. That's where you kind of straddle those two. You're oh, both avoidant oh. and you're anxious. I think that's what I was. I think that is what you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no. Like I, no, I came out I came out on top with both of them. Y'all, if you know me, you know that I think like like Zoolander, the essence of beauty is water or, or at least ocean water. <laughs> I am obs- I really think that like Ocean sea salt water and algae are like just the key to natural beauty. So that's why I love Osea products. They do face washes, they do moisturizers, serums, um, which are the best. Yes, uh, they have like a they're a very famous like body oil, um, body oil, and they've been making effective skincare products for over twenty years. And they've been clean, like they've been making clean products for over 20 years. And that is way ahead of trend. I love how soft it is. It makes my skin glowy. It feels luxurious. And the quality, I just feel like the quality is better than so many others out there. Um, Again, they're clean, they're vegan, they're cruelty free, and they they use products can they use ingredients from the sea they use organic seaweed which is found in like the most high-end products out there and they're like like we're not naming any not but naming like there's any, but some out there that are known for it if and you can like get their a seaweed moisturizer yeah if you can get a seaweed moisturizer and um cleanser uh you're gonna want to get your hands on that yeah but i'm saying that like others out there will like really jack their prices uh-huh. but with osea you're, you're getting a bargain yeah yeah so find your new skincare products at oseamalibu.com that is o-s-e-a malibu.com and get a special discount just for i don't get it listeners that's 
10% off your first order with the promo code GETIT at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. Go to oseamalibu.com and use the promo code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T. Okay, so it's secure and and then it's secure and then there's... um. In, insecure, which is anxious and avoidance or and then disorganized, disorganized, which is okay. a hybrid of the two and insecure then ones. Another third one that's there's that's it. That's it. Okay. Now you can heal your attachment style. It's called earned secure. That's somebody who has taken, like, either been working with a therapist who's diagnosed them as having that particular attachment style any attachment style other than the secure attachment style. And later on, after they've done some work, they measure their attachment style again, and they land in the secure part oh, of the yeah. spectrum. Way to go. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's, it's, it's really such an optimistic perspective to understand mm-hmm. how we go through life. Our attachment style winds up being the template for all our relationships, mostly mm-hmm. our intimate relationships. So, and the thing is, we create our, our attachment styles based on what our parents are able to give us. So if our parents That's what I was about are, to ask. Like, how, how do we get this? What happens in those magical five years that makes someone secure? So some of it has to do with how the kid came out of the womb. And some of it has to do with the, the way the parent or the primary caregiver met the kid's needs. So the same Wait, how the kid came out of the womb? Seriously. Holy so shit, so check that's this insane. out. Listen, so what? I came out of the womb. I'm sure it's pretty obvious. When my needs weren't being met, I kicked and screamed. Mm. And I just got louder and louder and louder, which predisposed me to an anxious attachment style. Another kid doesn't get their needs met, but they shut down their needs. They just get quiet and go on the inside. I don't even know what that, I don't even, I don't know how people get like that. I've always looked at that like that's a superpower. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I dial down my needs a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So so some of it is about like the kid's innate way of being. I've never been able to be quiet when I'm uncomfortable. When I'm uncomfortable, everyone knows it. Okay, yeah. And and what, you know, they call it advocacy skills. (laughs) Wow, wow. When it's being spun in a positive way, I could think of yeah. other things that we could label it as well. Oh my but, god! But some of it is like literally the the way the kid comes out of the womb. So mm-hmm. you know, my wife came out of the womb. She shut that shit down. She mm-hmm. is very avoidant. She is a very avoidant attachment style. I mean, hopefully, it's moved closer towards secure in the years that we've been together. But like, I'm sure that if we had measured it back in the day that's what it would have landed at. She's classic avoidant. And, and it's, so it's just about, and it's a parent that, that intermittently or inconsistently meets the needs of the kid. You know, you, you only have to meet the needs of the kid about 50% of the time for the kid to come out. Okay. But most parents fuck that up. Damn. Wow. How? How do they mess it up? Sorry, my she just I, had a baby I, like a month ago, four weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. So here's the thing. Um, if we are overwhelmed by the kid crying, you look like a baby yourself. It's hard for me to even wrap my head around I'm the fact 34 that you're next week. <laughs> you're so grown, <laughs> so big. 
<laughs> um, so, you know, if, if the parent was caregiving, but like internally very uh, anxious and nervous and listen, just each day, try not to kill the kid. That's yeah. all you have to do is really one, day at, 50%. So one day at a time. Try not to still alive. Yeah, That's still it. Alive. That is all you have to try and do. And you have to, I mean, look, it's a lot easier when we have help. You know, we didn't, we weren't, we did not evolve to do this in, in, in an independent, isolated situation, mm, like yeah. what most people in the Western world are left with. Uh-huh. We were raised to be tribal. We were supposed mm-hmm. to have like extended family around us, you know, yeah. get all kinds of members of the community. We're supposed to have, they say it takes a village and they're yeah. right. Yeah. You know, that little thing. And that's how wild animals do it, you know, like they're in packs and prides and they all like sort of, you know, they have like three male lions that they can like look to for protection. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there is no perfect formula. Just there is no perfect formula. And I feel like anything I'm going to tell you is just going to inc- create the very anxiety that I don't want you to have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you have, do you have support? Do you have help? Yeah. I mean, my in-laws are half an hour away. And then we, my parents are in Virginia where Lauren is right now, but very involved and uh, we'll be here. It probably multiple, like at least once a month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how's your sleep? Actually really good. Well, I mean, really good for somebody who has a four week old. Like he, he wakes up every, well, it was like probably he goes five hours and then we wake up. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good so, boy. Good. I really yeah. think that he's secure already because he came out so calmly and so like perfectly. So well, I that's think really just... sweet, Lauren. But also when he does like when he realizes <laughs> he's hungry, he's like, oh, man, oh, I'm shit, hungry. You're right. <gasps> yeah. I am hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you nursing? No, that's why I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Um, listen. It's all corrective. It's all corrective. You're going to you're going to mess them up. Hopefully different than your parents messed you up. But my it, parents did a great job. I, I can't even imagine our parents doing a better job except for Really? Well, Lauren has far more issues than I do. <laughs> I think I think Ashley but actually just, I had issues too. Many yeah, issues. Yeah, Ashley, every parent messes everyone yeah. up. I want to I want to get back to more jealousy questions just because we yeah. also had some of our listeners that would be great. Um ask us some questions. <laughs> Lauren, are you so- annoyed at me? <laughs> What are you talking about? I don't up to that too. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So how do, this is a good question. How do we know if we struggle with jealousy or trust? Let's start there. I mean, I've got a quiz for each that I can direct people to, you know, I don't remember the name. Oh, jealousyquiz.com for jealousy and the trustquiz.com for trust. Interesting. We should have taken those quizzes before the podcast. Wait, say say the trust one again, because I I was talking over you. The trustquiz.com for the trust one and jealousyquiz.com for the jealousy. Okay, amazing. I love that. 
All righty. Um, okay. Well, what better time than when we have a NYC therapist on the podcast to tell you about better help? So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh man, like I get really jealous. Maybe I should work on that. Or I'm envious or wait, I'm with a partner that maybe isn't working through themselves. Or I am that partner that should be working on this. Better help has got your back. This podcast is sponsored by better help online therapy. As we all know, relationships take work, especially the most important one that you have in your life, which is with yourself. And a lot of us will drop anything. And you know, this is probably you who's listening right now. You'll drop anything to get help with someone that we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people really nicely. But are we doing that to ourselves? So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does and that therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. That's what I do a lot of the time when I'm using BetterHelp. I like to have kind of the, uh, not the attention of the whole household listening to what I'm saying if I'm having a moment. So you can do live chats so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than an in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and I Don't Get It podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash get it. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash get it. Can certain people or relationships trigger trust issues out of you and other people not? Or do you think if it's in you, you're always just, it's always going to sort of manifest itself? So here's what I like, what I say to people. If you, if you, if you've struggled with trust or jealousy in more than one scenario, you're probably the common denominator. Mm-hmm. everyone can have a one-off. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there are some really insecure people out there who intentionally provoke jealousy because they only feel cared about if their partner is like, wait, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Right. But if you find that that's happened to you across partners, you're probably, it, you know, it's probably a you thing. I love that. Okay. So let's heal it on your own. How do you know if you struggle with it? You can take a quiz. Dr. Darcy's told us that you can cure it on your own, but what if you're someone who just feels like I can't stop being jealous or having trust issues, even if I know it drives my partner away? Well, that's just- Or your friends away. That's what I want to get at too. Oh yeah. Friend friend jealousy's good. Not only friend jealousy, but like talking to your friends about it and you're you are just fatigued trying to help them feel better. No, but there's also friend, uh, there's that, sure. But then there's yeah. friend well, jealousy, lo- which is a yeah. whole other thing. And like, I think that is something that I can really relate with in the past. Yeah, let's talk about that. But also to Lauren's question, come to Heartbroken Anonymous. True, true, true. Or- can't listen to you anymore. Um, okay. Yeah. So answer that question, Dr. Darcy. And then, yeah, let's talk about friendship jealousy, because like you said, it, it's in all relationships, but sometimes it just shows up more in our intimate ones. What's the question? So mm. the question is, what if you're someone who's like, I can't stop being jealous or having No, you trust can't issues? just stop being jealous. It's an, it's an emotion. It's a con. So that's the tricky thing about jealousy. Oh, okay. It's so a it's combination of a belief and an emotion and those two things collide and it's creating a physiological shift in you and it puts you in a part of your brain that it, I mean, I don't want, again, I don't want to put you to sleep, but it puts you in your fight, flight or, or freeze 
response style. It triggers that in you, which is why it was so tricky to come up with an evidence-based course that would actually work and, and heal it. Telling somebody who's who's prone to jealousy, just stop being jealous mm-hmm. is like telling somebody who's anxious, just don't be anxious mm-hmm. as if there are these levers available to pers- to the person and they're just choosing not to turn it off. Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's so, it's so patronizing mm-hmm. that nobody would feel any negative emotion if we had control over it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Be Jealousy, nice. however, puts us in a part of our brain where we're literally not in our right mind. We're literally Mm. not able to contemplate the consequences of our actions. Mm -hmm. So we're far more impulsive because again, we're in the part of our brain that's really heightened on alert, looking for threats. And once we light that part of our brain up again and again and again, that part of our brain has muscle memory around it. And it's really hard to change that and correct that. You need a hardcore intervention. And please believe me, I wouldn't have built that shit if there was something else out there. I only built it because I got tired of telling my clients I have nothing for them. Wow. Well, where can people find that? And with obviously, we want people to go find that if they really, really severely struggle with this um, or maybe not severely. But also, can you share maybe one thing we can do when when that emotion and belief comes up in us? without giving too much of your course away. No, of course. No, I mean, I could give three quarters of it away and it would still not, it would basically be the tip of the iceberg. Well, give us three quarters of it. I'll give you you as much as you want. So here's the thing. When you're lit up, and this is just like emotional management 101, and I don't say that to be a condescending dick. I say that like, this is the most basic fundamental rule that I teach people when they're trying to learn how to manage their emotions. When you're, when you're upset and lit up, and we all know what that feels like when we're heightened, when we're escalated, you do not have a conversation at that time. And you must learn how to de-escalate yourself. Mm-hmm. And going on social media or giving into any of the impulses, like check your partner's phone or do whatever you, you would, whatever the person feels provoked to do, very bad idea. You have to de-escalate yourself so that you can really make a strategic decision about what is in your best interest. Mm-hmm. Because when you're when you're upset like that, you're you're literally not in your right mind. You're not able to contemplate the consequences of your actions. So any it's like it's like trying to uh, strategize when you're drunk. Yeah, you're not going to be able to. Ew, so I when you flashbacks to times I didn't step away, like I kept look, <laughs> I just kept refreshing the Instagram page and seeing like li- things he liked. And I called him like maybe nine times in a row. Like if only <laughs> I didn't do that. Wait, Lauren, <laughs> mouth who me. it was. Blade. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, his name is Blade. No I'm just going to say it. I don't fucking care. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's engaged now. Yeah. She's secure. She's got that less statistic jealousy fucking thing that I wish I had. And so let me ask you, did it help? Like, oh, no. He was like, you're... Not- yeah, it didn't help. I just kind of felt um, dumb and crazy. It sucks. It's yeah. the worst feeling ever. So that's the problem. Then you not only, not only, so the aftermath of, I call that a jealous episode. Mm-hmm. The aftermath of that is so awful because it's not, it's bad enough that you had the terrible emotion. 
But yeah. then on top of it, you judge yourself. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a terrible experience for people. Really, really awful. So number one, you have to learn how to de-escalate yourself and calm the fuck down. So what works for you, Lauren, to calm yourself down? Um, watching 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I don't know. So, so really <laughs> cognitive stimulating television. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That just gets me going. Um, probably a, a bath always. A bath will always do it for me. Right. So, so it's about knowing what will calm you down. I return. uh, So I escalate very quickly and I deescalate just as quickly. My wife, it takes her hours. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, are are you still, are we still talking about this? (laughs) I I really thought we had the conversation already about the feelings, thought I validated. (laughs) I thought we were all good now. She's like, you know, it just takes me longer to reach my emotional equilibrium. That is literally how two therapists talk to each other. (laughs) Wait, I just want a reality show of your of your life and your marriage. And I I literally say, and I literally say to her, you know, there are cameras all over this house because we have animals and we're both crazy Mm -hmm. and we have to see what's happening with the animals at all times. And I'm like, do you realize that we can go to the videotape and I could put that on social media? Um, she. So it's about knowing how quickly you you return to your emotional equilibrium. So how quickly do you return to yours, Lauren? Um, Are you a slow burn? I think you're maybe pretty fast, an, Lauren. Maybe an, an hour, maybe. That's not yeah. bad. That's okay. that's kind of in the middle. That's okay. not bad. How about yeah. you guys? Um. Well, my husband usually apologizes first, so that makes things easy. So once he says something, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. But I you think... but you require an apology to um well the only times we ever like argue is usually if he if his temper flares a little bit. And it doesn't happen often. Like it might happen like I think like once a month would even be a stretch. But yeah. So, so it's he, usually he... those that's usually what makes me upset. Lauren, do you think, is there anything else we like to argue about? No, not seriously. No. Yeah. Naz? How about you, Naz? I think mine, I mean, I can only think of like in work situations when I'm having like a mini meltdown and I'm like, all right, you need, you're on camera. So you need to let that little thing that bothered you go away. I think it's something that I'm, I'm constant. It's like my life's journey to like perfect and work at, making the time between escalating and de-escalating way shorter because Mm. I can like be having a great day go in and then, you know, like a bride on a wedding day, see a cloud and be like, Oh, it's all wrong. I did all the work to be happy. And now, and so it does, I don't know. It it takes me a little bit, but not as long as it used to take me, which is really great. Yeah. Good. You need to build up like a mental, uh, like box that you can put it in and then go get it when, when it's a better time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, mm-hmm. it's almost like learning how to postpone gratification because sometimes being pissed feels good. It does. You know, it's it does. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. Mm. Yeah. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. All right, let's go back to friendship jealousy. Because I... I don't know that I really have any like current jealous friendships, but like I'm thinking back in like high school, certainly had maybe, 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 I don't know. But I feel like that's just like a part of growing up. Yeah. And then your mom goes, that's because she's jealous of you. And then maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But let's, let's talk about that. Especially like at the age that we're at now, I was saying that Naz is like the least jealous friend ever. She's like so supportive and so happy for people when like there's something monumental in their life, whether it's work or like a personal relationship, but like a lot of friends won't necessarily be like that. I'm not speaking firsthand, but when your friend gets engaged before you or gets married before you or like has kids before you. I feel like those like stepping stones of or life. Makes more money than you. Yes. Yeah. Um, like they're that, excelling in so their career more than you. Like, such an important point that you're making, Ashley, that what you're speaking to is actually jealousy's cousin envy. So wait, there's a difference between jealousy and envy? And everybody uses it interchangeably and it's wrong. It's wrong. Tell us the difference. Jealousy is when I'm afraid that you're going to take something away from me that I already have. Envy is when I want something that you have that I don't have yet. Yes. Wow. Whoa. Yes. Why blown. am I 31 and I just <laughs> I mean, can this? I just tell you that's part of why I went down a six month rabbit hole researching this shit? I was like, I don't know, 49. I was like, whoa, jealousy and envy, not the same thing. And I'm a shrink. Wow. I was like blown away. All I could do was talk about it. Huh? I was like, how do people not know this? And now it drives me crazy. When oh no, I'm going to be that annoying ass bitch at the party being like, actually you mean <laughs> envious. So the difference is I'm gonna like, so I'm going to be so annoying now. Every yeah. time you do that, no, I'm high-fiving you. I got you. I'm like a Dr. Darcy, like ambassador okay, well, now. <laughs> now I feel like envy is something like even more natural than mm. jealousy. I feel like we're socialized, though. Which of you said, like, and then your mother says, oh, that's, she's just jealous of you. Like, I feel like we're we're all socialized. The number of times my mother told me, 
oh, your girlfriend's just told you that that lipstick looks good on you because they're jealous of you and don't want you to be as pretty as you are. Oh my God. My How mom I walk and talk without a Prozac like drip that. is nothing short of a miracle. Like right. I, I just, like, <laughs> who fucking says that to their kid? Everyone, it turns out. They all yeah. do. They yeah. all see a version of that stuff. So yeah, I feel like envy is something that we teach people. It's a scarcity mentality. It's like, if you, Ashley, have something great it, it, it takes it away from me. Yeah. And, and I just want to believe that there's an endless supply of great. Right. Just because abundance, someone's abundance shine, mentality, just because someone's stars shining doesn't dull your brightness or something like that. You know, that stupid <laughs> saying Lord. that's on the home goods board. <laughs> <and> stuff, yeah. <laughs> 100% on the pillow that you didn't buy. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Why or how do we deal with that friendship envy? But we can also go into friendship jealousy, which whichever you prefer. I mean, Uh, either of them is like friendship jealousy work. Friendship jealousy. What the hell is that? (laughs) Well, that's like probably when you have a boyfriend and you think that your friend's going to take your boyfriend, right? No, I think it's like literally like, why are you hanging out with her? You're not spending enough time with her. Yeah. It's like, who's this new friend that you're hanging out with? Or it's like, Mm. you know, the resenting the new relationship that your friend has because it takes time away from you guys hanging out mm-hmm. together as yeah. girlfriends. Okay. I've, I've, um, there have been friends in my life that have been subtracted from my life for that reason. Interesting. Cause I was just like, I can't deal with this kind of possessiveness. Right. It's so weird. I think it happened too, where, you know, when you make the transition to college and so I had friends, but then I joined a sorority and it was all like, but you're going to sit next to me at the football game, right? And I was like, what is, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm yes, not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like almost harder than um, than like a, an intimate relationship almost because it's solely based on like your personality. Like you feel like, oh, you don't like me as much as the other person because my personality it has nothing to do with sex or the way I look or anything. It's solely like personality. So it like hits home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people who struggle, there are some people who struggle with jealousy only in like romantic relationships. And there's some people who, for whom it's like across the board in their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's just a level of torture that is hard to wrap my head around. You know, I mostly know people who have it in one area of their life or in another area of their life, Mm -hmm. not in both areas of their life. Yeah. So what do you do when you have a friend that is envious of you? Mm -hmm. Let's start with the envy first and then we'll go to jealous. Do people actually acknowledge envy? I don't know. Well, if you feel. Yeah. If you feel it in yourself. Yes. That's a good point because I don't think most people admit to that or or even self-aware enough to know that they are projecting that energy. Right. No, for sure. But like, I think it's a dirty secret that those of us who struggle with it get it. We know, we know we got that, that like Mm. dark cloud to us. We look on Instagram and even though there's a voice in our head that says that you realize that nobody's showing the picture of her, like sitting on the kitchen floor, crying Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night, this is not entirely the full picture. You still look at that and are like, why is my life not that good? Why am I not getting the things that this person is getting? Just have to really, I mean, I don't have to be perfectly honest with you, I don't I don't have a whole lot of experience dealing with people who struggle with envy, except that 
it's, you know what I would say it is? I would say that it's probably that anxious attachment style. You're like focused outward instead of inward. And I know that sounds so trite and condescending and ridiculous, but really like if, if you could redirect that energy to try and accomplish the things or get the things that the person you're envious of has, there'd be no time for the envy. Right. And my clients struggle with that. And by and large, they don't really. I mean, everyone's got the young adult to-do list that they're measuring themselves up uh-huh. against. Like, you know, Ashley just had a kid. She's only 34. I don't have a kid. I'm 36. Like, what the hell? Everyone's got that to a certain extent. But, you know, it's really about, it sounds so, so incredibly simplistic and it's not, but it's really about focusing on yourself and trying to heal whatever that wound is about that you can't be happy for other people. And it's really about just insecurity and being worried that you're not going to, you're not going to be able to get the things that other people have. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the only cure for this is to try to be the baddest bitch you can be. That's it. You know, what do you do if you, but like as a person who's experiencing the envy on the other side of it or the friendship jealousy on the other side, do you have advice for, for friends in, in that space? Well, you just said you've done the subtraction. I think you've got some interesting advice. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess that's true. I guess distance yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, when the pimp's in the crib, (laughs) ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it out. Drop them out. I would worry that if you if you like dialogued too much about that stuff, you're almost reinforcing it. I I really, Mm. I I think people need to learn from the consequences of their own behaviors. And I think that if somebody is going to like, that's their shit to handle and they need not to express that to you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that. Because I worry that that you're reinforcing it in some way, just giving it the time. I don't like to give drama time Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, your responsibility to help. It's not, it's it's like, it's their shit and it's not your job to teach them. I have enough fractures in me emotionally. I am not taking on anyone else's stuff. Yeah. Like maybe your wife, maybe your husband, but like, you know, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to um, one of our listeners' questions. Speaking of taking on other people's shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One listener wrote in, is it a sign that something is not right in your relationship when you have doubts about the future? Coming from a person who analyzes everything to death and always needs a backup plan to feel comfortable, can you have a really healthy relationship but also have doubts? Love all you guys. You never fail to make me smile on my commute. And congrats, Ashley. Oh, that's so nice. What a nice tribe you guys have. (laughs) I think that it is completely normal to be future thinking, especially as a woman. Like we are socialized, no matter how far we've come in society, the entire world measures us by our relationship status. Like, mm-hmm. like, let's just be real. It's it's a sad truth. And as much as we fight against that, that is the reality. And the older people in our lives are always assessing us to see where we're at. That pressure is so legitimate and it's so fierce that I think we just have to be compassionate with ourselves. And you need to validate that part of you that really, really wants to know what the future holds. But at the same time, know 
that like a really happy partner's not leaving you. So if you redirect that energy into trying to make your partner the happiest person that they can be and trying to make yourself happy in this moment, sometimes I say to people, do you want to have the relationship status that you want or do you want the partner that you have? Hmm. Mm. Because you can't always have both in the moment that you want it. If, can you say that again? I really like I'm that. I'm not even great. sure I can. I literally. It's between the relationship status, basically. Do you want the relationship status or the partner that you have? Right. Well done, Ashley. Thanks. Sleep deprivation. Does he well? <laughs> literally, I, I, I think that you have to ask yourself that question and then try and soothe yourself in the internal dialogue, like we're always talking to ourselves in our heads and it's usually really not helpful dialogue that we're having. It's usually pretty awful. Um, Mm -hmm. But try and remind yourself that like a really happy partner is just going to, is likely to advance the relationship. Mm -hmm. Pressure to advance the relationship is likely to backfire. Yeah. Although I think you have a right to know where the hell it's going. Depends on how long you've been with the person, you know? Right. Right. Oh, so good. Very good. Very good. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Um, okay, let's do another question. I'm just going to like really pick it at random. Yeah. Um, all right. Me and my husband have been working on a restaurant together, renovating every surface and creating a whole new menu. We already have one restaurant, but this one is a totally different model. We're almost at the finish line, but I'm starting to feel the effect of being business partners. On more than one occasion, we didn't want to go out, just the two of us, since we didn't want to talk business the whole time. We used to love date night and keeping things fun and light. It's like every conversation revolves around business, no matter how hard we try not to bring it up. Please give any advice on this. This is actually... I picked it at random, but yet I can relate so much because my husband and I basically, we, so much of our lives revolve around the business because we basically work together and everything. And sometimes I do stop and be like, what else do we have to talk about? (laughs) Yeah. So you have to have boundaries around that. I can tell you as somebody who married twice and in both relationships was business partners with my spouses. Like I didn't learn from the first one. I did. I repeated it and did it a second time. I guess I thought that a different gender might fix the whole thing and it did not turn out that way. So (laughs) we, we, we set up, um, we actually just spoke about this. We were, uh, 
interviewed and um, somebody was writing a, a piece on couples that are in business together and are in a relationship together. And like, how do you handle that? And I had forgotten, but they interviewed Steph, my wife, which was really smart because I talk way too much. And she reminded us that at the top of the, so we used to have, now our practice is virtual, but we used to have a practice in Flatiron and it would take us like 30 minutes to walk there and 30 minutes to walk back. And we didn't always walk to work together, uh, but we almost always walked home together. And we would use the commute as a way to debrief from the day. But we had this rule that like, once we got to a certain point on our property, mm -hmm. that was it. There was no more talking about work, no more That's talking good. whatsoever. And it was really, really good. And then the pandemic came and there was no longer, you know, that, that clear boundary. And so we had to say like dinner time, there's absolutely mm -hmm. no discussing work. You have to have certain parts of your day where there's absolutely no business talk. And I will tell you what we also did was we scheduled business meetings throughout the week. I where like it was specific time to just talk about the business. And we tried to get out the tough decisions and the tough That's conversations yeah. during those meetings. And like we shared a Google doc and had an agenda so that like nobody was blindsided by the other person wanting to talk about something. And, um, you know, we tried to knock out the toughest conversations at scheduled times so that it didn't happen at the end of the day when we just want to have wine. Yep, you know, exactly. that's so yeah. genius because you would do that if you were working for someone else, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. right? You, know, you would be like, have I'm meetings. Off. Yeah, like I'm off after six, you know, we're, we're done. Yeah. This is not necessarily a question necessarily, but um, for us, especially with the business that my husband pretty much runs and I'm like, you know, because we're married, like I'm technically owner, but he is like the sole like mastermind. <laughs> um, but the there's so much emotion attached to that. And like his happiness is like just so connected to it that like, I feel like work and like his state of being are like one in the same as yeah. So it's like yeah. a blurred line. Yeah. It can be a blurred line. It's also really important for both members of a couple to have independent activities so that you can bring new content to a conversation with yeah. your partner. Yeah. If you guys are doing the exact same thing together every single day. Like we're not anymore. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that's really great. Um, does he have a hobby or work as his hobby? Mm. He has hobbies for sure, but he hasn't been able to tend to him, tend to them as much as he'd like because of work recently. Yeah. He needs to I, be like active and he needs, he needs to, play to schedule a, with a, his friends. A hard day off, you know? An yeah. outlet. Well, he's so he started like a, a business, like a coffee shop, Dr. Darcy. So it's like, all, you know, when you're a business owner like that in food and beverage, mm -hmm. it's like, it's life consuming. It really is. No, that was it my really previous is. life. That was my previous oh, life. Really? My previous spouse. Yeah, we were restaurateurs. Um, and, oh, that's uh, so cool. Wait, so isn't cool. that interesting between you, us, and the listener question? Yeah. yeah. This is very topical. Yeah. yeah. I love when the universe does that. Yeah. Um, I know I love to host and I loved having like restaurants because it allowed me to like have people gather, but then I always had like the legitimate excuse to like get up 
because I'm super hyper. I can't sit. So I was always up and down and up and down and up and down. And like all those awkward social moments that I try to avoid in life. I was, you know what I mean? There was always a dish that needed to be washed or something like that. I'm so obsessed with you. I like want to be your friend. You can be my friend. You're not my client. That's Yeah. I love it. Um, so I, I, I don't know, Ashley. I think we need to get this guy to have like we need to like. Does he have a trainer? Uh, no. He but he loves going to the gym. He just wants to play sports with his friends and talk about movies and like go to the movies more. Which he, he has to do like pick up great up whatever joy. his whatever his sport is. He needs to do pickup. He needs to join a league so that people wow. are relying on him to show up. That'll happen come the spring, I think. Mm, so yeah. he'll be better when the sun comes out. Yeah, he yeah. really will be. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I we're all sun deprived except those of you in LA. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Look how the yeah. hell, how cool she is. Look at all I know. Ha- I know. She's so tan. It's disgusting. <laughs> I love it. Well, you guys choose where you wanted to live. That's um, okay. Lauren. Well, we want to be conscious of Dr. Darcy's time. Yeah. One last question, and then we'll let you go. Even though I'm having so much fun, yeah. this is this has been honestly so fascinating. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I've been with my boyfriend for two years and we've had some hurdles, but overall have a very good and trusting relationship. I know in his last relationship, he was very hurt when he introduced his ex-girlfriend to his parents and then she dumped him shortly after. He also said that when she said she loved him, he would just say it back because he didn't want to hurt her. Fast forward with us, I have said I love him, but he doesn't say it back. He said he doesn't really know what love is and wants to make sure he really knows before he says it again. It also doesn't come up about me meeting his parents anytime soon. I haven't introduced him to mine either, I guess for my own ego, and I don't want to feel like I'm... I'm doing the introducing and saying the L word if he doesn't want it either. He always talks about how happy he is in the relationship and even talks about moving in together. Um, we're both the same. We're, we're both on the same timeline with that. So that's the least of my concerns. So question, should I appreciate that he wants to take time before saying the L word again? Is there a general time when it's normal to be said? Is this something to worry about or how I feel in the relationship most important? Um, two, I understand what happened with his ex and his parents is traumatizing, but how much is too much when allowing what happened in his own relationship to dictate the new one? Yeah. Like she doesn't want to pick up the tab for his previous, for what his ex did. He didn't do the work from his previous relationship. Mm -hmm. And so he's carrying it over into the next relationship. You know, I mean, we all want to learn from our past relationships but you don't want to you don't want to punish your next partner because of what your previous partner did. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew how long they did. She say how long they're together? Two years. Oh, oh, insanely too long. Yeah. No, yeah. that's crazy. No, he needs to go into counseling stat, and and that's entirely too long. They haven't Nuts. met the parents after two years. Like mm-hmm. I love you. I, I feel like a love you kind of comes within the first year of, I think, if first Absolutely. Like months, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, she or they asked, when is it normally said? So I would love to know your answer to that question before we let know, you go. I don't know when it's normally said. I can just tell you that that is abnormal. 
Okay. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Got like, it. Got yeah. it. Sometimes yeah. it's easier to assess abnormality than it is mm-hmm. to like, yes. what, what is normal anyway? I mean, it would yeah. depend on like the proximity of how close you guys live to each other. Or are you in a long distance? I'm trying to, I'm already spinning like, well, maybe they're long distance mm. and maybe they don't see each other, you know, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a hopeless romantic. But, but oh. truly, I, I think that like th- this guy has got some baggage yeah. and it is not your responsibility to um sit around indefinitely and you're like literally withholding and like titrating your own emotional expression because titrating because he's like you know because he's wounded from a past relationship you need to send him to a therapist yesterday she's 20 he's 30 he's 33 yeah like i said yeah all right well, Dr. Darcy, we love you. Um, get back to your fabulous New York life. I, um, I want you to be in like the Sex and City sequel if that happens. Yes. You are just, Season you're two. so cool. Thank you so for cool. doing that. Thank you guys this. so much for having me. I've loved meeting you all. And uh, yeah, if you need me, I'm just. Oh, where can it. people find your course if they want to take the course and, and all your things or if they just want to find you? So if you're wondering if you have issues with trust, you can take thetrustquiz.com and that will lead you into uh, the wait list for that course. And if you're wondering if you have concerning levels of jealousy, you can go to jealousyquiz.com and that will lead you to the wait list for that course. Cool. And if you just want to hang out, <laughs> ask drdarcy.com. I love it. Great. Wow. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Killer domains. Thank Can't believe you, you got guys. them. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye, bye. Dr. Darcy. We'll bye, talk to you ladies. soon. ladies. Have a beautiful night. Thank, Thank you, you too. too. Bye. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture, and then... Then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. I don't get it. Podcast.